You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Real Presence Live. I can't believe it. We're in Hour 2. We've had a great morning so far. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Steve Stonskowski. And we just finished up just an incredible roundtable, an hour-long talk about beauty, sacred art, and and before we headed into the, the previous break here, we, we were looking at a beautiful piece of art, the Entombment of Jesus, which is available on our Facebook page. So if you didn't get a chance to look at that, please check it out. And uh, Steve offered the challenge, too, to look up the sacred art piece, music art piece, Obone Yezu, and, and to listen to that while you're looking at this piece of art. I can tell you, like, this this discussion is something that if you didn't hear it, you, you want to go back and listen to it. The podcast will be avail- available later today. Just the way they explained beauty and the way we were able to listen to beauty and see beauty in, in the music and the art piece was just, it was very moving. Uh, and it's something that can really bring us to that next level, maybe if we haven't been there at this point in our faith journey. Absolutely. So we think... Uh... Dr. Hirschberger and Mary Hanbury and Patrick McGuire for joining us. And now we're going to turn to our phone guests, uh, Doreen Canelli and Jean Epler. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being with us this morning. We're Thanks going to, uh, I, I teased a little bit before we, they mentioned iconography and the idea that icons are writ, written, which is the idea of, of writing. And I know, Doreen, you've done a little bit of iconography. Uh, could you could you just give us a little explanation of what that means of, of writing an icon and maybe just some some distinctive characters of an icon? Well, <laughs> I can, I'll try. Um, writing an icon is an, it's an ancient art form, and icons are considered like windows into um, eternity. So they um, so we're not right face to face with eternity, but they're uh, windows that help us to see into eternity. And there, um, a person would probably do a whole hour on iconography. Uh, the a true icon, like you said, is written. Um, it is inspired. I think the ancient iconographers did a lot of fasting and praying while they uh, worked the icon. All natural materials um, were, you know, initially used wood, um, cotton fabric, a rabbit skin glue, um, and then pigments from the earth. And it's traditionally done uh, working dark to light with the, with the colors. Um, and uh, contemporary iconographers, uh, it's more common to, uh, to write an icon that has already been in existence. Uh, they're, uh, although people do, you know, have quote unquote original icons. Uh, it's a, it's a form of, um, it's a, it's an instrument used for prayer, coming out of like the Orthodox um, tradition. So Eastern Orthodox, uh, Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, uh, Coptic icons, I believe, are Egyptian, and they each have their own particular style and. Um, yeah, that's what I can say about icons. And, Absolutely. And, and 
Well, and that's great because you know, obviously you know as as different as people are are the different t- styles of art, um, and then you know what draws the heart to the Lord. And as we were talking about, just kind of setting up this conversation on what sacred art is, is it has to draw us to the transcendental. <clears throat> but in order to really, uh, you know, we ask the question: Does art come from the outside, or does it come from the inside? And the answer is both. But the we have to understand intellectually, um, with and with our heart, what something truly represents in order to create a representation of that. And so that, that, you know, uh, that's another style of art. And we're going we're gonna to move to another piece of, of art here, and this is also going to be fo- uh, posted on our Facebook page. So if you want to check out the Facebook page, realpresenceradio.com, uh, and the Facebook, uh, Facebook at Real Presence Radio, there should be a piece of artwork coming here soon um, that we're going to talk about here. And this is we're going to talk about painting a little bit. So... And, and you've done an event uh, called The Pope, Some Paint, and Pinot Noir. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, uh, Jean. Uh, well, okay, it started back, oh gosh, how many years ago, Doreen? 20? Not 20, because Connor was, it was his first year at Holy Spirit, so I'm going to say like 12 or 13 years ago, maybe? So, yeah. a long time ago, and I worked with, I teach in Nativity, and I was um, visiting with a teacher who has children in Colorado. And she went to an event, a painting event, and this was brand new at the time, in Denver, that they would serve wine and they would paint something directed by, you know, an artist. And she said, you should do something like that with your sister in Fargo. So that's how it began. Uh, Doreen and I both have a passion for art. And so I think it was Jack who came up with the, the name, we wanted it to have a Catholic spin, and uh, you don't have to be Catholic to attend our classes, but we incorporate the Pope's letter to artists, and we show a little video, and we you know try to in- encourage the artists to put themselves in the presence of God while they're working on their piece, and that, so that's what came about. You mentioned the Pope's letter to artists. What is that letter? Can you describe it a little bit for us? In, 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 sure. In 1999, Pope John Paul II wrote a letter to artists as we were preparing to enter into the new millennium. And his, uh, his address to artists reminded them, he starts, he starts with um, a quote from the uh, book of Genesis. At the end of the first account of creation, God says, and he looked upon everything he created and saw that it was very good. Hmm. And and he uses that, <clears throat> excuse me, as the heart of the letter in encouraging people that are artists um, by helping them realize that it's a gift they've been given to enter into that creative process that is, like you mentioned in the introduction, um, you know, raises our hearts to to the transcendental to God to. Um, and they use their skills. And one of the lines in it, I'm going to be paraphrasing, that really touches my heart is that when John Paul writes to the artist, um, you artists have can look upon the work of your creation and delight in it as God looks upon his creation. Now, that is really paraphrased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. But, um, and then he, he's not just addressing... The um, visual artists, he's talking about music, you know, those who, who create music, the visual arts, architecture, I think they even 
the plastic arts, um, you know, every area um, that is creative and, and artistic. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great image. I know sometimes uh, the Lord has been depicted as when he was doing creation, the Lord at play. He was at oh. play, you know, and I kind of get the sense of when I was a little boy and I'd play farm, you know, I'd set up my fences and I'd get all my animals in place <laughs> and then I'd look at it and I thought there was kind of a disorder. So I'd move my fences around because, so it, you know, and I kind of, I get a vision, you know, kind of picture of the Lord at play. And in a similar way, an artist, when they're creating this art with this harmony of the Lord, they're at play and what comes mm-hmm. out on this canvas, right, can be a, a beautiful creation as you're talking about. Can you speak mm-hmm. a little bit about that, uh, uh, Jean? Sure. You know, I was um, contemplating uh, Pablo Picasso, and he started out in his, um, let's see, I think it was the uh, blue period, where he was depressed. And all of his paintings were sad, and he used the blues, and he used the greens. They became very famous and very popular. But once he found, um, he found joy in his life, not the right, you know, not like a, uh, Christian joy that we hope you, you know we would find, but he found a joy that God put in his life, obviously, and he changed his technique to the row. It's called the rose period. Now the paintings become more joyful. So that comes from within us. You know, people paint from what's in. So he had the sad period and he had this joyful period, and that that shows, you know, through his painting. So we can, um, God allows us to use our creativity through the arts. And it, we, if we're depressed, it can come out on the canvas. If we're joyful, it comes out, it can come out on the canvas. Uh, I think it's just a beautiful way to express what, um, that, and give back to God what he's given to us. Doreen, can you just talk a little bit about your own experience with painting and, and how that correlates with your journey, your faith journey with, with the Lord? Um, sure. So, my experience of painting, I, I am by no means a professional, um, but um, the way in which I have experienced our Lord in the work, um, you know, going back, um, we'll say particularly to the, the period in time when I, um, I did iconography, was um, an experience of, you know, Jean, like Jean said, we invite, when we do the Popes and Paint and Pinot Noir, we invite the participants to invite God into the work. And um, so what I've experienced is through the process, um, it is, there, there is a supernatural experience. It's, and not just in iconography, it carries over into, I'm kind of into watercolor right now, into that medium, too. It's like when, when we invite the Holy Spirit in, he responds to the invitation, and there's something in it that's more than me. And it's a little bit hard to to define <laughs> concretely, but it's like you step back and you go, whoa, <laughs> that, I could not have done that. It was God working in me. Yeah, I, I have that experience when it comes to writing. I, I think the Lord has given me a charism of writing, and um, I, I can sit back at the end of 
writing something like, where did that come from? Because I'd, I'd have nothing in my, my head going into it. So um, if you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Doreen Canelli and Jean Epler about the Pope, some paint and Pinot Noir, and just painting in general and encountering God and inviting God into the painting experience. We're going to continue this discussion talking about some examples after the break. So stay with us. You don't want to miss it. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. I guess my two favorite programs are The Journey Home, just because I love stories, and I love stories of faith, and so almost always delightful to listen to. And then Alcrest in the Afternoon is my second favorite. Um, he has so many book reviews, and I love to read, and, you know, so many books, so little time, but I love uh, the people that he interviews, and yeah, so those are my two favorites. Yep. I, I would agree. I, I really like uh, listening to the program Returning Home, but as Sean mentioned, I have a very early adoration hour, so I, I always listen to Mother Angelica and the, and, and the Holy Rosary on the way at 3.30 a.m., and, and then I and then usually, my at least in the, in the summertime, my routine is then headed out and run through a bunch of cows and whatnot, so I usually listen to, to Morning Glory and the Sunrise Morning Show and get all kinds of fun tidbits and some news, and, and it's really refreshing and enjoyable thing, something I look forward to when I step out of the church. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Good Monday to you. Steve Sponskowski here along with... Brandon Clark. And this is Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. We are talking sacred art today. Um, If you missed our first hour, you're going to want to go back and check that out because it was a great hour. It's going to be up on our podcast page on Real Presence Radio page uh, later this afternoon. I think uh, sometime just afternoon, around 1 o'clock, 1.30, they upload those, so you can pull that up. Um, And uh, again, that invitation to pull down the uh, Obone Yesu song and the Entombment by Caravaggio and spend just a minute and a half uh, focusing on that. Right now, we're visiting with Doreen Canelli and Gene Epler, and we're talking about the Pope, some paint, and Pinot Noir. And we're going we're gonna to move to uh, another piece of art. And if you go to our Facebook page again, Real Presence Radio Facebook page, there's a piece of artwork there right now. And it's got a great big heart with a bunch of swords plugged into it. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that right now. Doreen, this is something you painted, but Gene, you've also painted something similar. 
And so tell us, tell us the process here. And, and if you're an artist, we want you to enter into this conversation and consider how this artwork was an inspiration. So uh, Doreen, go ahead and give us a little bit of a story about this piece of artwork. Okay, so the image is the uh, um, Immaculate and Sorrowful Heart of Mary. It's kind of a combination of the two. And it, um, it comes out of a devotion to Our Lady. And the swords, well, okay, so the process, um, it's, it's acrylic on canvas. And it is, uh, I began with painting kind of a darkish background uh, in order that the, the heart itself would uh, become, you know, the, the center that what your eye would be most attracted to by putting it in, you know, with a dark background with, I believe, light uh, radiating from the heart. Um, the seven, there are seven swords. Those seven swords each represent one of the seven sorrows of Mary based on the scripture um, of the presentation of Jesus in the temple where Simeon um, says to Mary, and um, a sword will pierced your heart, and that, again, that's a paraphrase. Uh, there are, there's a, where normally in the Sacred Heart of Jesus, you see a crown of thorns, and you notice on this, it doesn't have the crown of thorns surrounding the heart. It has uh, roses. So that's like the, almost the fruit of those sorrows is, you know, it's, it's beautiful, it's fragrant, um, it is um, for for others, and then from the top of the heart is the the flame of love that is also reminiscent of the sacred heart of Jesus. Um, and I think that sometimes artists will put the sacred heart and the immaculate heart and sorrowful heart of Mary together on canvas to see the relationship between Our Lady and um, and her Son and the way in which she and every parent out there, and maybe mothers in particular, have a keen understanding of uh, the way in which we suffer with our children when they suffer, and we become, you know, a part of that. If you just joined us, this is Real Presence Live, and we're talking about a piece of art that's on our Facebook page, Real Presence Radio Facebook page, and it is the Seven Sorrows of Mary, and Doreen is explaining that picture, so if you're not looking at that right now, you want to check that out or pull up the podcast later and take a look at this. Uh, Doreen, a couple things that stand out to me as I look at this, this piece of artwork. There's two things that I have a question on. The first one is the very top of the heart really looks like a, it just looks like a chimney from a, from a furnace and that the flame is just coming out like a, you know, a fire from a furnace. And the second is that the leaves around the heart are black or a dark color. Is there any significance to that as you were creating this artwork? Uh, that. That darkness is, um, you know, I love the quote, the light shines brightest in the darkness. It's like, you know, the world is dark. Now, okay, another an example. My husband said to me once, why do you like to watch all these movies about World War II? It's so depressing. And I like to watch them because there is so much light. The light, the goodness of the people that, um, that, rose to the occasion and sacrificed their lives for others is such a beautiful and bright light. And that's, um, and, and visually that's what that is, that darkness and how much brighter the light is in darkness. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And <clears throat> Steve, you you brought up the the chimney, so I, I do want to uh, revisit that because I'm a guy. I like fire, um, <clears throat> and and you know I, I love the the white you put into it because that that would that would mean to me that it is like Steve said a roaring fire, you know. And you mm-hmm. talked about how it's the flame of love. Can you just talk about how that relates with the Lord's love for us, Doreen? The Lord's love for us, it, He doesn't He doesn't contain it. The Lord's love for us bursts forth from him, I think, too, of the Divine Mercy image. And what is the, where is the love coming from? It's coming from the wound. You know, his wounds for us is where that love is poured out to us. And where do we receive it? We receive it into our wounds. And um, and so the flame is, it's bursting because God's love, um, it's not, and, and fire isn't really, fire is hard to contain. Yeah. You know, it's um, you can't really capture fire, but it has, you know, lots and lots of properties that are are um, good and beautiful and uh, and life-giving in some ways. You know, we need heat, we need light for plants to grow, and so on. You know, also, you take a look at this picture here, and there's uh, and a gene I'm going to have you weigh in in just a second, your thoughts. But I'm, I'm looking at the, how the light is, sitting, is hitting the hilts of the swords and how the light is coming out from behind the, the heart. Gives me a sense of uh, the, the illumination of Our Lady is not of her own, but it comes from someone else. Can you speak to that a little bit? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, Karina? often, isn't, I believe Mary is, you know, one of her names is... Um, Maristella or the star, uh, and sometimes I've heard and read that um, Mary's often compared to the moon. She reflects, and, and Christ the sun, she reflects the light of Christ. She, isn't, she doesn't produce the light, but she reflects that light. She, in, in a sense, she receives it and gives it to us. She brings us to Christ. She, um, in a way, lights the way to Him for us. Yeah, and, and the other thing that stands out to me here is is the roses, right, and how they wrap around the heart as as like Our Lady cradles us in her arms in in her maternal care. Can you speak just a minute to that? That's a beautiful perception, Brandon. Um, isn't it? I, I'm I'm kind of um, very taken by the way in which your questions are directing listeners to enter into a work of art, and there's a form of prayer called Visio Divina, that's like mm. Lexio Divina, where we pray with a, a work of art. But um, that I love that, that embrace of the beauty that comes out of suffering. You know, those flowers represent that, that beauty, and we've all suffered, and we can all look back and see um, the growth that comes to us as much as we might kick and, and, and scream on the... On our way through the suffering, we can always look back and find the good and the beautiful and the growth that has has come from that suffering. But the way you described that, Brandon, as an embrace, it, um, as you were saying that, it just made me feel uh, a sense of hope and security with you know within you know the the swords that pierce us and and cause us to to suffer. Yeah, and if you're just tuning in, we we do have this image that we're talking about and describing 
on the Real Presence Radio Facebook page. So you can go to Facebook and type in Real Presence Radio and you can pull it up. It is a beautiful image. Now, Jean, uh, you didn't paint this one, but you have painted similar images. Can you just share any reflections that you've had while while painting uh, an image like this or, or anything relating to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Heart of Mary? Sure. I think um, for me, I, I teach art at Nativity and I have... Um, I get to experience it in in fourth and fifth grade. I teach the Immaculate Heart, and um, fifth grade they get the Sacred Heart. And some a story, a beautiful story I have it is um, telling them the promises of that um, Jesus gave to Saint Margaret Mary Alico. And as I go through those, um, we go through the all the details of what Christ gives us in His Sacred Heart and what He said to St. Margaret Mary, is behold this heart that loves so much yet is so little loved. You know, and just contemplate that. Just contemplate that. Just think about that as you look at it and you've got, the, you've got the crown of thorns, you've got the wound, you've got the flames of love. That changed one of my fifth graders' um, lives, and he's now in high school. Uh, he had no idea. It was so beautiful that God has given us this, and I was able to, you know, to give it to the students. And if it just changes one life forever, praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. He he started going to daily Mass. He said, Mom, we have to make First Friday devotions. This is really important. And then I have the priest bless images, so then they have a piece of sacred art that's blessed in their home, and how the homes will be blessed when you have these, the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary in their home. So that's been... Uh, just a beautiful experience in my life. Well, that's uh, again, we're just trying to share with our listeners, and if you're listening right now, we're talking about sacred art, and we're we're trying to uh, show how sacred art leads us to the transcend transcendentals, the to it leads us higher, it leads us back to the Lord, um, and in in just like in prayer, the uh, meditation on a piece of art within your church. Um, it really should draw you to a deeper relationship with the Lord, draw you up that mountain of worship, as is often uh, referred to in scriptures. And so we're visiting right now with Doreen Canelli and Jean Epler. Just a couple of minutes left here. Um, any final thoughts you'd like to share with, especially with some artists out there right now, Doreen and Jean? Um, if there's artists out there, how can they put their, their skill at the Lord's uh, disposal more, uh, more readily? Jean, go ahead. Wow, you have to just be open and not be afraid. Be not afraid, as Pope John Paul said. Um, I think this, it's like Brandon said, what he writes really doesn't come from him. It comes from God. So give it to God. That would be my advice. Just sit back and let God work in you. And if anybody wanted to, you know, host one of these events, uh, be a part of this, what, what can they do, Doreen? How can they make that happen? Well, they could um, they could call either Jean or me, and you know arrange for uh, us to, to you know to pre- present for them. We provide um, all the materials. Often, those hosting pre- provide the food, but sometimes we bring the food and, and the wine. And uh, yeah, so just they could either um, give me a call, or I don't know if you'd want to. Uh, put that information on the Real Presence, uh, either Facebook page or just on your website. That you know that would be, oh, you know, maybe another way. 
um, I can save my phone number. I don't know if people, you know, if they would want to write it down. We're in area yeah, if, you, if you want to say yeah. it, and then we'll Go make ahead. sure it goes yep. on the Facebook post. Sure. Um, my phone number is area code 701-212-5621. And Jean's number is same area code, 701 866 7321. Excellent. Thank you so much, Doreen. Thank you so much, Jean. We really appreciate you being on with us this morning and, and talking about art and painting in this way. Thanks, Thanks for having, for having us. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Bless. All right. Bye. Up next, he says it's a gift from God, the gift of making sawdust. Well, I guess we come from dust. So stay tuned <laughs> to learn more about this gift right here on Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.